Hello and welcome to IndyCast episode number 102. I'm your host Sadiq here and along with me I have Abhishek. Hello everybody and happy Diwali to everyone by the way. Yes, it was Diwali yesterday, the first day of Diwali yesterday and um, uh, I hope you guys are having a nice time. The crackers are going on and off. Yeah, and you know actually last evening till about 10.30 in the night uh, I didn't hear any crackers going off in my vicinity so I thought man suddenly people in India or at least in Thane have realized that one must not get into noise pollution this and that and then after 10.35 till 1.30 in the night it just didn't stop yeah what do you know right and there is a there is a ban on you know lighting up crackers after 10.30 or something like that but yeah yeah I guess they were just trying to make a point that okay you want to ban this too after 10, loudspeakers are off, we can understand that, but even this? Yeah, it does. It, it, and you can't really complain against uh, people doing this, right? Because suddenly you become the unpopular one in the society then. How many so, people would you go and catch? Because everyone's doing this in the, <laughs> next to their door, I mean, next to, just, just next to their building. So You know what? People also uh, complain about the uh, pollution, air pollution, and noise pollution to hey and all those things. Hmm. But I, I think it's Diwali, man. I mean, you know, if you don't light up crackers, it's not Diwali otherwise. And I don't do it anymore, but I'm sure if there was a kid in my house, so hmm. I would do it. Yeah, that's and, true. We are all hypocrites, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And for the people who don't know, there are so many, uh, you know, non-Indians listening to us also. And I feel obligated to tell what Diwali is all about. So Diwali is a festival which was started when yes. Ram came back from his exile. Hmm. He came back to his kingdom. You know, to celebrate the occasion, they have Diwali. Is that correct? I guess so. If not, we are going with that. Yeah, we are going with that. The story right. is not important as the fact that you get a license to to burst crackers and burn money. Burn money. Exactly. Now, talking about burning money, let's go and talk about the elections that happened uh, in Maharashtra and four other states in India. Hmm. These are the state government elections. And um, I voted and was it was a different experience. After going into the voting booth, I looked at the machine and then I realized that Politicians have a sense of humor because hmm. what happens is on the ballot itself, there are these two favorite contestants or, or the battle is basically between two contestants. But I go in there and I expect to find maybe three, four names, you know, but instead of that, I get a list of 10 to 12 people hmm. and all of their names, if you leave apart the two contestants, the serious contestants, the other names are all derivatives of those two contestants' names. So, so let's say, for example, Aditya Mathre is, is contesting the election. I go into the voting booth. I see Aditya Mathre there. What will be the other name like? The other name will be Aditya Kumar Mathre. Or there will be even, you know, Adi Mathre. Or uh-huh. something like that. So they just want to basically get you off track and get you to vote wrong, if not right. If, oh, I mean, boy, the, the, awesome. the, <laughs> and, and the psyche is basically, if I'm not going to get the vote, I don't want the other most popular candidate to get the vote either. So but that is what this, uh, See, like, for instance, if uh, someone comes up with a name like Nike and starts selling shoes, there is some copyright infringement. So similarly, you can't have... No, you can't have that, right? You can't have... No, a you can't have So that. in other words, yeah. no, the guy that is Aditya Kumar Matre is also a real guy, I guess. Exactly. So, uh, so there's nothing wrong with it. There is nothing wrong in it. So technically, mm-hmm. there is nothing wrong in it. There's nothing illegal that they're doing. They're just messing with your mind. And you okay. don't have much time, right? You just have about you, 20 seconds to get your thing done with. And if you don't do it in that time, 
the guy in charge there he says at the madlab pure chala it's like get, yeah, get it done with get it done with and and you go into the polling booth and there is this loud noise that comes from the machine mm-hmm. you know it was like something like that that means okay your time starts now and then if you keep on looking at it uh, and choosing the machine again creates a noise say, oh, the God. same noise you know which which you you sort of get you panic out there <laughs> and if they go to do what to do kya karu kya karu and then you click hit something and then you have to get out oh in the name of democracy that's how it um, works huh finally yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> you have 30 so, seconds to make one of the most important choices for, for the next fighting. four years yeah so the, the elections are going to come out soon post diwali so they didn't want to mess the diwali for politicians so let's see what happens you know these let's politicians uh, do have a lot of cloud you know to get the votes i remember once uh, there was a politician in our colony who sponsored the diwali crackers for whole of the colony in the Ooh. sense that uh, he said here is 20000 rupees and this is back in 95 when i was in school uh, and they, they had a 3 hour pradarshan or what uh, exhibition exhibition yeah thank you exhibition of uh, uh, crackers and all kinds of them like they ah. have in on 4th of july i guess in the us all the expensive kinds which do not make any noise but make some good designs in the sky so it was fascinating and he got the votes too well the trend in our area is because we have a lot of power sharing and power cuts here <laughs> the politicians basically give every society inverters free oh, back really? power systems yeah or if it is diwali there are a lot of buildings with new uh, you know which are freshly painted right now and uh, i'm sure you know, most of you guys would be going just give us the money yeah and you can stop kidding us <laughs> <laughs> and by the way each vote was going for around 500 to 1000 depending on how competitive the constituency was what does that mean that means basically you get you know uh, you, you you get paid to vote for them in panwel uh, yeah. i mean in places like these too in in places like new bombay panwel yeah just another election basically just another election Absolutely. having said that let's move on to the next uh, government related story that we have Abhishek, you know that the Commonwealth Games are going to be held in Delhi in 2010, October 2010. Less than uh, a year from now. Exactly. In fact, third October 2010. And I wonder why they didn't uh, celebrate it on second. Second But, October for all those who are non-Indians is Gandhi Jayanti, the day when Mr. Mohandas Karamchand Gandhi was born. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> you meant that, didn't you? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Completely. So what is basically happening is that. the president of commonwealth games federation his name is michael fennel said that the preparations are okay as of now but any more slippage cannot be afforded by india you know so, he was only being politically correct is what i feel because the preparations yeah. are way below par is what i read on blogs the ones who are coming from delhi yeah and this fennel guy seems to be fairly you know dramatic one of i'll read out one of his statements right So Fennel said two years before the games, मतलब a year back, uh, I had told the OC that time was not your friend, and now one year before it, I say it is your enemy. And the Oscar goes to Mr. Fennel. <laughs> yes, I think he might might have practiced that, you know, yeah. across and while while flying flying over to India. But it's true, you it know, is, people is, is. people in in Delhi are saying that what he is saying is absolutely true. The metro system that was supposed to be ready is not completely ready. The flyovers and the bridges that were supposed to build are not ready. The stadiums where the athletes are going to stay, those things are not yet ready. So it's like you know, panic time, maybe. 
I guess uh, uh, who, who's the guy? Mike Hopper, right? Hooper. Mike Hooper, the CEO of Commonwealth Games. Yeah, so my Mike Hooper, he is the CEO of the organizing committee. All right, he is the guy who is on ground and overseeing all the activity. And India's sports minister, Sulesh Kalmadi, has come out and publicly stated that this Hooper guy is completely useless. He's an impediment in uh, executing all these works, and his tenure has not been beneficial. So the sports minister is asking Mike Hooper to be sent back. But, uh, you know, the CGF committee is saying, no, not, not at all. He's going to be there. He's going to monitor all the tasks that are going on. And so the next scrutiny is going to happen on December 14th, where people are going to take uh, stock of all key areas and operational areas. But I wonder what made Kalmari erupt after so long. Mike Hooper has been there for a long time. I remember talking about this guy a year ago in one of our podcasts. Kalmadi stated that we spend up to 12 lakhs on this guy every month in Delhi. So which comes oh. to 1.44 crores a year, which is, uh, well, not affordable to us. So what were you doing till now? These are the facts that you knew from the beginning. And if the schedule, see, it's very simple. Even in an air conditioning job, if, we, if I'm working with a company which fixes ACs for big clients, right? If it's a two-month project, you know where it is going. And if it's such a huge project, you can't right. come out in the news and say, you know what, sack the CEO with one year to go. Yeah, exactly. I think this guy might have threatened to go public with this news, which Suresh Kalmadi might have said, you know, just shut up. This is the way it, it works in India. And all those things. And, and at the end of the day, I think the Commonwealth Games will work out as it was planned earlier because we always do this to ourselves. <laughs> Somehow we manage to get it done. So, so we keep a tab on that story. It's an interesting story. And it's a very important event for India. Because it usually is looked upon as a precursor to an Olympic event. In Commonwealth Games, there are 53 countries that participate. Mm -hmm. So the Olympics committee is going to say, if you can't handle an event that only 53 countries participate, don't even think about nominating yourself for the Olympics. And but, hopefully uh, we'll also have a few athletes whom we can cheer by the time whenever we host that Olympics because we don't have any. We bring in one silver and one gold and then we cheer for the rest of our lives. Which is still good right now. Okay. It's not that we don't want those medals. <laughs> yes, so, absolutely. Let's, uh, let's move on to another, the big story for the past two weeks. Obama winning the Nobel Peace Prize. You know what they're saying? Uh, next year it's going to go to Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> because he <laughs> shows in his movies uh, how, how bad violence is. So next year the Peace Prize will be to Quentin Tarantino. Uh, so basically what they've done is they have given him the prize hoping that something that he will do or he has then will lead to peace. You think so, really? You know, I like, don't think so, but the Nobel <laughs> Committee thinks so. Okay, so my conspiracy theory is there is something big that is going on right now. And this is this is completely a diversionary tactic. Okay, uh -huh. so from what? So there are so many I bad things happening in the US. Exactly. I don't know. It might be that he, he is probably sending another 100,000 troops to Afghanistan. So while press is covering this bullshit about him getting a Nobel Prize, He's off doing something much more controversial, which is not getting pressed. Uh -huh. I, I was wondering, I, I, it was more like uh, Obama was too sad because he didn't win the, the Chicago bid for the Olympics. He said, okay, if you don't have that, you know what, let's have a Nobel for you. Yeah, I think they cut a deal, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe the, the Nobel committee which selects uh, these guys, these folks must be about 10 or 20 pegs down. And they would have said, you know what, let's just see what he does now, because he can't go to war now. We have given him the Nobel Peace. The Peace Prize, right? exactly. Yeah. It, has, it has peace in it. Yes. 
you know. Yeah, unless so, he, he, he wants to say phonetically, it is P-I-E-C-E, so I'm shredding <laughs> people to pieces. <laughs> Obama has to be 10 pegs down too for that to happen, but uh, you know, all sorts of things happen. Gandhi never won himself a Nobel Peace, which is the most controversial thing. He got two nominations, by the way, but oh, never won. Congratulations. Exactly. <laughs> no, you know what? There is another theory. I guess Gandhi was actually a very dangerous man. Oh, really? Tell me, he, tell me. He, he acted like a man who had nothing to lose, which ah, made him dangerous. So, you know, they were so foresighted that we don't want to create any controversies by giving it to Gandhi. Let's just give it to people like Dalai Lama and um, and who, I think it was Woodrow Wilson and Theodore Roosevelt. Yeah, and Henry Kissinger. I mean, if people like these can get, why not Obama? No, agreed. And But, you know, it's like basically Ranbir Kapoor getting the Lifetime Achievement Award this year because he has talent. I mean, he <laughs> he has... He has potential, right? right? Obama has potential to uh, have a huge impact, etc. But he has done shit right now. Let's hold on. So this is like, you know, almost like audacity of hype is uh, one of the tweets that went around. And surprisingly, he is getting support from people like Fidel Castro. Of all so, the people in the world. Yeah, seeing that this is a positive measure that he has this pressure on him now. But um, talking about Nobel Prize, an Indian-American has also won a Nobel Prize this time. And, and somewhere in Tamil Nadu's firecrackers went off for <laughs> no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Hey, by the way, did, just a side note, did you know that this year, around 72 people have died in fire accidents only in Tamil Nadu? Oh, really? Due, due to Diwali, you know, a cracker shop just uh-huh. burned down, killing, killing th- 32 people. Six policemen or six firemen actually went and doused the fire and then were returning. They took the elevator of all things and got stuck in the elevator. Mm. So elevator shaft, they were all poisonous gases. They suffocated and died. So things like that happened. Sad things like that happened. I didn't want to bring you down with that. But So Venkat Raman Ramakrishnan... Uh, That's, one name. That's his one. name, not, not his address. <laughs> Two. That's a single person. He won the Nobel Prize for Chemistry for his work in ribosome, a cellular m- machine that makes proteins. Yeah, and he's a structural biologist. Even Wikipedia doesn't have any information on what that thing is all about. <laughs> what is a structural biologist? But, you know, he switched from physics to biology and won himself a Nobel in biology. It's like becoming an engineer and then doing a CA. No, he, he, he won it for chemistry, he said. Are you sure? Because he's also done something in physics and in biology too. So he's a genius. Genius. <laughs> genius. The Indian way of genius. Yes. He is one, isn't he? The study is very interesting. He's, it's like anti-venom. You know, you use snake's poison to make anti-venom. So yeah. he's having something called as a ribosome or a ribosome, which is present both in human cells and bacteria. So he and another two of his team members who also won Nobel, they're finding out how should we use this to help DNA, blah, blah, blah. And I could only understand that much. No, I was just going to say you are talking as if uh, you were part of his team. Very good. <laughs> I'm impressed. There are millions of people, by the way, you would be surprised to know, who now say that we were part of his team too because we are all Indians and they're spamming his mailbox by sending him <laughs> congratulatory messages. And he was so livid that he came out on public platform and apologized to all his colleagues saying that, look, I'm a little late in responding to your emails because I'm being spammed by people whom I don't know. And they're <laughs> telling me all sorts of things like, you know what, I was your professor back in Chennai and I have never visited that place. I mean, once in a million years, I must have... So please stop mailing me. It's it's not doing any good to you or to me. But what do you expect? Come on, man. I mean, this guy, 
apparently needs a PR lesson. Come on, I mean, people are happy for you, you know. People, <laughs> people bond on these things. You won the Nobel Prize, you won a million dollars. Hire a secretary to go through those, those emails or something, you know. Yeah, but it's divided so, by three. But still, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, I would say. Or just outsource your email, going through your email to India, right? To the professor who wrote to you. And you won't have to worry about confidentiality or anything because nobody would understand what you're doing in any case. <laughs> exactly. But you know what? To be fair to all the Indians, he did uh, have something to do with India for a while because he's done his P- BSc from Baroda in physics. That is good enough. Yeah, take the love, man. Take the love. You know, it's not often that people will like you. So just take it right now. Absolutely, man. But uh, while that is happening, while good things are happening to Indians outside, bad things are happening to Indians in Delhi. Apparently, Delhiites are wasting around 11.5 crores in traffic jams daily. And this research and this survey was done by Center for Transforming India. They have a job for themselves. Uh, Oh boy. No, because I remember going to Delhi last time and from a third person's perspective, all I could see was beautiful roads because we don't have those in Mumbai because of the portals. So I guess uh, beautiful roads also come with beautiful traffic jams because yeah. Delhi adds up to 1,000 vehicles a day. New vehicles a day. And what they basically did was they did a traffic assessment study which, which told them that one-third of 60 lakh vehicles registered in the city are on flying on the roads every day. Each of these on an average is wasting around 1.6 liters of fuel which works out to 30 lakh liters of fuel every day because they are stuck in traffic jams. You know what, I I also have this uh, question to all the guys who drive, including me, is when people ask you to switch off your vehicles during a traffic jam or maybe during a signal, you know, it's a little difficult to do if you've got your parents, grandparents, wife, kids in the car with the temperature outside being 50 degrees. Yeah. When, When there is a signal because you need that AC to survive in places like Delhi. And I'm sure the, the wastage, some of it is justified, don't you think? It's not that people want to do this. It's yes, just that yes. there is no way out uh, of this. There are so many times it happens in Bombay that you are constantly between first and second gear. And those are the gears that consume the maximum fuel. Yeah, you bet. I mean, the ones who have ever stayed in Mumbai, they would know what the Pawai Andheri highway or the road is like in the evenings. We have friends working there. If you call them up at 6 o'clock, they say, no, they are done with their work, but they would rather wait until 9 till the traffic clears. Yeah. So, <laughs> in the night, 9 in the night. So, it's, it's, it's very bad. It happens. And right now, right now, Bombay is, there are no roads in Bombay. Bombay is completely dug up because they are building bridges or, or metro or, you know, something is happening and the entire city at the same time is dug up. The thing is that whenever you see that, whenever you are stuck in the traffic, there is no one working. <laughs> Murphy's law, I guess. They just like to play with you, I think. Yeah. But you know, yeah. little things like, uh, did you know that if you decrease, 25% decrease in the tire pressure can cost up to 5 to 10% more petrol. Oh, really? And it's very ironic that when we are filling up the gas, we ensure that the last drop also falls into the tank. <laughs> and then we don't take care of little things like these. And also yeah. the, the way the licenses are handed out to women and to some men. Too. <laughs> Just to cover it up, man. <laughs> oh, lots of women listening to this. No, I didn't mean harm, no harm there, but you totally did. <laughs> you covered her ass there. You covered her ass there. <laughs> no, if it helps, uh, I didn't do too well in my driving test. They asked me to to to, to do a reverse. Uh, yes, you're just 
ESPN will pay her that much, but banning and all, I think it's not good for tennis. Yeah, I think Take it with good sense of humor and move on. And it's a body issue, so I guess ESPN has got plans for the next issue too. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Other players. And then there seems to be a theme with all these magazines. Apparently, Marge Simpson is on the cover of Playboy. She's a For cartoon this. character. And I haven't seen Simpson, but that, that's who she is, right? Yes, Marge's mother. Man. Exactly. Playboy is getting desperate, I guess. All the models must be feeling threatened right now because all these sports people are getting in, taking off their clothes. Cartoons are taking <laughs> off their clothes. I mean, what are the models going to do? Absolutely. You know, you have the, the guy who founded Playboy. Uh, he wanted money to get this magazine started during his younger days. And you know who funded him? Um, it was his mother. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Here's $1,000. What are you going to do with this money, son? I'm going to watch women strip their clothes for me and put them on the cover page. Ah, so he was going back to his teenagers. And the yeah. first issue was that of Malrin Monroe, I guess, if I'm not wrong. And it was an undated issue. Because he was not sure if people would buy the second one. So he just put one out as a pilot one. He got Marilyn Monroe for the first issue of Playboy? Yes, if I'm not wrong, yes. yes. Oh my God. See, now something like that will definitely get your magazine going. Yeah, absolutely. Who wouldn't want to see? And it, it, was, it was not a nude picture or so. It was uh, Marilyn Monroe smiling. But oh. Marilyn Monroe was like Madhubala is to India maybe. I mean, only on raw beauty. <laughs> The ones yeah, who got offended who are like 40-year-olds who are listening to us and say, I'm going to kill Abhishek for what he just did. So no, yeah. don't get excited. So you have gotten the, you have managed to get the 40-year-olds plus <laughs> the crowd crazy. You have managed to get the women crazy. Uh, who else did you offend? Is, is, do you have anyone else on your list to offend? Maybe the maybe the, the playmates on you Hefner's uh, front pages because there is one legend which runs around is that, you know, the Playboy, there are some stars uh, uh, yeah, yeah. around the P of Playboy. And it is said that uh, the number of stars denoted how well the girl was in bed when she went to bed with Hugh Hefner. And those are the number of stars that he gave. But that, that, that isn't true. It was, it's got something to do with advertising. That its region and how much money does it get and all that. Oh, no, I like the, I like, I like the, the other story. Yeah. yeah, the other story better. That, that makes for a good conversation in a bar or something. That was good that trivia from you. So let's move on to other lighter topics, even more lighter. Hmm. Okay. Now, as weird as it may seem, two couples in love were made to tie Rakhi to each other by a village council in Uttar Pradesh. In couple. fact, a guy and his girlfriend, you know, in love, very much in love, the villagers didn't approve of it. So the village council, the you know, the, the local government made each of them slap each other. <laughs> Which was funny, which I thought was funny, and you know, which which should have been let off right there. Oh but then they went went a further step ahead, and then they asked the girl to tie a rakhi to the guy. And I also read that the guy was asked to touch the girl's feet because you only do that to your elder sister. Ah, <laughs> Boy, this is that little thread called rakhi can save your life. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Or ruin your life. Yeah, exactly. I was just gonna say, more lives have been ruined by Rakhi than anything. No, because I remember in my tenth standard, there was, uh, uh, we, you know, in tenth and ninth, during those adolescent days, you like to tease your friends with couples, right, in the class. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, so there was one couple that we used to tease, and they were good friends, and nothing beyond that, and all of that stuff. And uh, and finally, you know, what it came down to, the, the guy and the girl, they decided to tie Rakhi in front of everyone just to shut everybody's mouth. And guess what? <laughs> it really did work. 
it was like, oh boy, this guy has actually, I mean, this, this must be serious. There must not be a couple. So it, it put an end to the speculation altogether. But, you know, but that, that, was, that was not the funny story. It, it just so happened that his last name was Chodnikar, the guy's last name. <laughs> I'm not joking, man. I'm not joking. His last name was Chodnikar and I will not, we will not say what it means to the non-Indians or the Indians who don't know what that means. And his pet name was Chodu for the rest of his uh, 10 standard that we knew him. So, <laughs> but, but, but we stopped teasing him at least so that those were the less number of times that we called him Chodu. With all due respect to, to his last name. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yes, but some of these names are just meant to make your college life or school life <laughs> end. Right. And still people go ahead with it. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, and th- that, those were the topics that we had. In fact, I just have one more topic. How long have you been talking now? No, I guess a pretty long time. And you know what? Let's just end it with one story that I have. Because you said this guy slapped this woman, right? And they were asked to slap each other. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it suddenly flashed back 19... No, 2000, about nine years ago, when we were in HYBCOM and we had to do one musical skit. I'm digressing way off here, but this is something that our listeners would love to know. You were playing uh, Fardeen Khan from Jungle, the, the, the guy, you know, the, Fardeen oh, Khan, the, the hero of the, the whole skit. And we had Vinit, uh, a tall, lanky guy who was playing Virappan, that is a villain of the script, 15 minutes musical script, uh, skit. And I was one of the sidekicks, I mean, the side hero who everybody likes to forget. Uh, and I was playing one of the goons to, as, a, as an assistant to Virappan and there was a scene wherein you had to slap Virappan, right? Did yeah. you recall that? You, you had to slap yeah. Virappan and all, and all you folks out there who are listening, during our uh, rehearsal days, Aditya would just, he would not actually slap uh, Virappan, he would just do it in the air. And, but when it came finally on the stage, I think you guys decided that let's, let's slap this guy as hard as you can. Yeah, because he right. came up to me, right? He came up to me and he says that, you know what, you've got to make this more real. Why don't you go for it? Completely. And I went for it, man. I remember that moment. So this is called method acting that they teach you in acting schools. And here it is. I was standing backstage and then came the quintessential moment where Aditya had to slap the villain of the role of, of that skit. And with all the force that Aditya had in the world, and he was, he was very thin, right? He was very thin back, back then. Yeah, I was. Boom, it went. Virappan got the jolt of his life. <laughs> and I remember the moment when all the crowd and Are Podar College, this is one of the best events that happens. Musical skit, the whole crowd went, ooh. Yeah, I know, I know. It was dead silent. It was dead silent. And man, that was, I mean, that was one moment of. And we won. We won that uh, competition. And so it, it all added, yeah. Yeah, both, both the years we, we won the uh, musical <clears> skit. Yeah. And that was awesome. That that was one of the highlights of uh, our college days, our, yeah. in our college. You know, some colleges have, uh, uh, I don't know what, uh, engineering colleges have robot wars or something like that. Yeah. We had musical skits. So, <laughs> well, it was fun too because you had to complete a story within 10 minutes with all the Bollywood songs in it, not the whole long ones, but it had to be a story. So I guess it was, it was good fun. Complete a story with music, make people laugh. And the 15 minutes, oh, difficult, man. Completely. Uh, pressures of entertaining the audience, man. Yeah, but we had, we tilt. We tilt. Anyway, and let's end it. That Those were the topics that we had for the episode 102. I don't need to tell you. I've been telling you this for 100 uh, or plus episodes. Log on to our website, uh, com. You can also follow us on Twitter. I am AC Mahakri. And, and uh, I am Abhishek Kumar. So don't forget to do that. You can send us your email. 
you can write to us if you want to do it personally you can send an email to indicast@theindicast.com and um, we'll get it done we have also opened a t-shirt store do you want to talk about that yeah sure 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 yeah so what we have done is we we have uh, sort of you know started selling t-shirts or created some fan wear if you will let me call mm, i like that fan wear yeah 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 so it's basically a t-shirt or a cap with the link will be available on our website itself the t-shirts cost as less as 10 dollars it's not a lot of money you don't get a lot of money uh, the yeah. t-shirts will be shipped directly to you it's a small revenue stream for say to keep the lights on to keep to take care of all the costs that we have yes uh, so go buy a t-shirt you never know when you will you you will run into an another indicast fan and you could hook up you know just think about you wearing a t-shirt and seeing <laughs> seeing a girl or a, or a guy wearing another one nice nice talk that you go on yeah you can and, start off with a conversation at least exactly hmm. and then you can have small little indicast kids and all the things great But we are changing the world aren't we yeah. <laughs> we are making the difference that people talk about Yeah, exactly. We are getting people hooked, man. There's no bigger and better deal than that. Absolutely. Whoever gets two people laid deserves a Nobel Prize, a peace yeah. prize. Absolutely, because he would instead of going out and killing people, he's he's spending creating, he's creating. creating. Yes. Yep. Yep. Procreation. We don't want any of that in India anymore. But yeah, no, no, please. Please, yeah. if you are in India, don't do that. Just say hi, hello, tire, Rati, <laughs> and bye. Okay. Absolutely. That's about it. Uh, that's about it. Uh, enough of uh, our talking. Bye bye. Bye bye.